Profits for the non-banking finance sector have fallen sharply over the past year in the face of higher costs, bad debts and a slower economy. Business consultancy KPMG's annual survey of finance companies, building societies and credit unions shows combined profits declined 27% to $298 million. Total sector assets rose about 8% to $22 billion as lending increased more slowly, margins eased and costs rose, while the amount set aside for possible bad debts more than doubled to nearly $280 million. KPMG banking head John Kensington believes the pressures the sector is feeling is a forerunner of what big banks will face. You might see in this sector um, some of the issues and challenges happening a little bit sooner. Um, I'm not saying that these are all these same issues will all crop up to the same extent when we do the bank survey later in the year, but I think this sector probably is a bit of a bellwether or forecasted. It probably uh, leads the market um, in, in the way these um, issues are impacting it. John Kensington says the small players service 1.7 million customers who are ignored or badly served by the main banks and lawmakers need to make allowances for their size when setting regulations. More investors are likely to get back into the housing market next year following the change in government. Property research firm CoreLogic says the first half of 2023 has been one of declining sales and house prices, while the second half has seen an improvement. Sale volumes hit the lowest level in about 40 years in April, with a 12-month moving total of nearly 65,000 sales, while national property values fell 5% over the year earlier. CoreLogic Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson says property-friendly government policies will improve the outlook for investors. There's still pressure on the market with affordability stretched, mortgage rates higher for longer, probably caps on debt-to-income ratios being introduced next year. We'll, we'll see things turning up, but with those restraints in place, it's unlikely to be a, a rapid recovery like we might have seen in the past. So yes, an upturn, but a little underwhelming. In addition, Calvin Davidson says low rental yields will also deter investors from coming back into the market in great numbers. Air New Zealand is working with Elon Musk's satellite company Starlink to bring free internet to its domestic services. Starlink will be installed and trialled on an ATR turboprop plane and a domestic jet in late 2024, and if successful, rolled out through the bulk of the domestic fleet in 2025. The airline's chief digital officer, Nihil Ravishankar, says Starlink's extensive low-Earth orbit satellite network over New Zealand offers a great opportunities for Wi-Fi services. He says demand seems to be there. If you ever walk up and down the aisle on one of our domestic flights, you'll see almost most of our passengers on a device, uh, either doing work or consuming content they've downloaded ahead of the flight. So we think there is just as much demand to be connected to the internet in the air as there is on the ground. That's the New Zealand's Chief Digital Officer, Nikhil Ravishankar. Well, turning to the markets, uh, Wall Street's main indices are positive after November's US inflation data. Annual inflation was at 3.1% in line with estimates. Core prices, which excludes volatile food and energy, rose 4%, also matching expectations. So a short time ago, the Dow Jones average was up 0.3%, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq both up about a tenth of a percent. 
Local top 50 index fell 67 points or 0.6% at 11,383. New Zealand dollar 61.2 US cents, 93.4 Australian, 48.8 pence. Brent crude oil down about $3 at 73.20 US a barrel. And gold has fallen to about $3 as well, 1,978 US an ounce. Updated numbers around half past eight.